I, I fought it at the time. Obviously, it hurt me. The, I got the first win this week. The rare, yes. the I rare over. I did it, Mom. <laughs> Their offense was not good in this game. No, they they were outplayed. Boom! The fist bump boys are back. As always, my name is Josh. I'm Gio. And we are the, the Fist, Fist Bump, Bump Boys. Episode 33. We're getting up there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are getting up there. Episode 33. We are through. We're through Halloween. We are through the trade deadline, which we're going to touch on a little bit later. But we're back. Football is still limping along. We're we're still we gonna we gonna make it through the season. If we do, it, it's you want to say that it's gonna look bad, but it might actually be like an achievement. Who knows what's happening? Let's let's start. So we're we're about halfway through the season. We we are after week eight. So give or take halfway through. But this is where we're gonna do our our halfway episode. So we got a couple fun things uh, planned out for this episode, but we're going to start with taking a look back on week eight. Yeah. Kind of doing a little review. We're going to start with Monday Night Football. Yeah, it was the Bucks giants It was the Bucks giants That is correct. We did have a great conversation on the Instagram Live. Yeah. Like we do every week on Monday Night Football during halftime. Those of you that are true fans understand and have joined us. During that conversation, what did we talk about? Do you remember what we talked about? Oh. Uh, Somebody very specific. Well, didn't we talk about Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones and how he looked pretty good in the first yeah, half, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he he did have some, some you know, overthrows. Yeah. Missed wide open receivers, had, whether he had, overthrew them or. a beautiful pass. Uh, the one to Deion Lewis. Oh, yeah, that great, right? You know, that was in the first half. Yes, no. but he he missed some receivers too. Uh, either he didn't even see them, or he overthrew them, which is 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 not as good as we would like. But overall, in the first half, we were pleased. No, but we also said during that conversation, as long as he holds on the ball and doesn't make any mistakes. Remember that? Do you remember that conversation? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Then what happened on the very First drive of the second half. Pick? A pick. And then... An ugly pick. Like, that was yeah. a bad pick for yeah. a quarterback. Yeah, no, and then he had another one. He had two. Yep. He had two. He had two. And I think it was the uh, the Daily News had a, a a great headline on the on the paper on Tuesday. It said, same old Tom, same young Dan. Tom Brady yep. was steady, yep. led them to the come from behind win, like it was no big deal, la di da. Like he's done it, you know, how many times? Before? However many times, and and Daniel Jones turned it over again, and again, and again, and again, and again. The, I thought the Giants played really well, they all did. things considered. They, they, did. they fought really hard and made it a game. Yeah, you're only going to hold that offense back for so long, and the the defense was. Was real there, so I want to kind of touch on and and really focus on, and, and I hate having to do this, but the officiating in that game, yeah, there were some, 
uh, we'll call it less than stellar calls throughout that game. Specifically in the fourth quarter. There was on like the third to last drive a lowering the helmet to initiate contact on Yaidum. I nailed that uh, name. Yeah. Boom. Uh, when he tackled Brait yep. on the sideline. That and and understand everybody knows I am a Giants fan, but I tend to call them like I see them. And that was as egregious a call as I've ever seen. Not the most egregious call I've ever seen, but as bad a call as you can you can imagine happening. Yeah. Because if you watch that play, not only did the defender not lower his helmet, but Breit, the offensive player, the tight end, did lower his helmet. Yeah. He lowered his helmet and initiated the contact, and they called the penalty on the defense, and that led to the touchdown that you know gave Tampa Bay the lead. It was it was a terrible call and should never have happened. But as we all know, bad calls happen every game. Next drive, they get a ticky tack defensive pass interference on Bradbury covering Mike Evans. Not as bad as the other call, but bad, bad defensive pass interference call. It it was bad. It- Yes, but I think that it looked worse because, like, Mike Evans's house. No, a hundred percent. But it it was not a pa- it wasn't defensive pass interference. No, no, I know that. I, I I get that. I'm not arguing that. What I'm saying is, is because Mike Evans is so like he can take more contact. So the the refs try to be a little bit, and I, it's not which fair. they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be, and that led to a field goal. That gave Tampa the eight-point lead, yeah, which required the Giants to then go down and get the two-point conversion, touchdown, two-conversion, two-point conversion. Then Giants get the ball, and it felt like, and I don't know if I texted this to you, but I, I talked to a couple people. It felt like the perfect opportunity for Daniel Jones to step up and have his his signature moment. Yeah, lead them down the field, score a touchdown, get the two-point conversion, get them to overtime, and potentially win it in overtime. Mm-hmm. Well, he does it. Leads him right down the field. Yep. Beautiful pass to Golden Tate. Some think he overthrew it. I don't. I think it was a small window he had to put it in. Got it over the defender. Dropped it right into Tate, who made a great catch, by the way. Mm-hmm. Great catch. And and I should, it should also be noted, to go back to Mike Evans, his touchdown after that, that pass interference, great play. He made a great play on the ball. I'm not taking anything away from Evans. It was a bad pass interference call. Fast forward, Giants drive down the field. Some 23 seconds left. They need a two-point conversion. (sighs) Daniel Jones has a great play. Great play call by Jason Garrett. Ready to go. Fumbles the ball a little bit. Doesn't fumble it, but kind of bobbles it a little bit. Late throw out to the running back. Throw was a little behind him. Defender... Runs square into him. They throw the flag. And then they pick it up. Saying it wasn't defensive pass interference. I understand that if Daniel Jones makes the pass at the right time, we're not talking about this. I get that. And he should have thrown the pass at the right time. 100%. That's on him. But he didn't. And the defender steamrolled 
the receiver, the, the running back. Steamrolled him. And they picked up the flag. It's a bad call. Uh, are you asking me for an explanation? No, I, th- there is no explanation. It's a bad <laughs> call. They I mean, shouldn't he, have picked up that call. That yeah, was defensive pass interference. You're right, but Tom Brady teams always get those calls. And that's that's accurate. Now, my question for you. Here's my question for you. That game came down to a two-point conversion at the end of the game. Yeah. Is that an indictment on the Bucks? We got the Bucks pretty high on our list, and we're going to talk about no, the, fist, the, I, the top to bottom later. But So I don't think so. I think it's more of a credit to a credit to the, the Giants. To the Giants. Okay. And, and to be honest, to Jason Garrett in particular, because he called the right plays exactly when he, needed he to did. Be there were a couple. Of, there were a couple of calls. There was one where uh, it was in the fourth quarter, and they had like third and like eleven on like the I don't know fifteen yard line, and he he called a, a screen to the wide receiver and it looked like he was always playing for the field goal and they got like a yard and a half maybe and they kicked a field goal it, it it looked like he was at no point playing for the for the the t- and and the first thing that came to mind when that happened was Herm Edwards okay yeah, where I mean, where yes. he he was had that great uh that great quote you play to win the game yeah they weren't playing to win the game right there they always were playing for the field goal and it just didn't feel right but other than that, I thought Garrett called a great game. Daniel Jones was shaky at best. Yeah, he didn't play yeah. a great game. The running game was great. The defense was superb. Daniel Jones was shaky. Daniel Jones lost his game. Let me be yeah. very clear. Yeah. He doesn't turn that over t- that ball over twice. He hits his open receivers. They win that game by twenty five. Yeah, they win that game going away. And I wonder is that the Giants are better than their record, or the Bucks were a little shaky? Which was it? I think it's. It- I don't know. I, I don't. I want to say that it's an indictment on the Bucks, But, one, they won the game. They came back to win the they game. They did win. Well, kind of. They, they had the lead they had the pretty lead. halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, fourth but, quarter. But they, had, they started the half down. Yes. And it wasn't down by a little. It was down 14, by... 14-6, as 14, I recall. 14-6. That's... Yeah. One touchdown to start a, quarter, a half is huge. No, I, I, I'm not saying they didn't come back, but they had the lead in the fourth quarter, you know, midway through the fourth. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's, I know th- I think I know it's th- I think it's both. If if they, they we take the easy way, I think it's both. The Bucks were shaky. They they definitely missed Godwin. Yeah. And you saw it that they had a wide open play to uh I want to say I can't remember, Miller was it? That Seth Miller that was running yeah, across yeah. the field and Brady put it out there. Yeah. And it looked like Miller went up the field rather than across and Brady was yelling at him. He had him wide open and and you know, the, the so they definitely missed Godwin. They were a little shaky. Another touchdown to Gronk. Well, they they definitely missed um, Vito V V A. The, the the Giants ran all over them. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. The, the, and and with, with without Saquon, like they with, they got with, whatever you know, they backup running the backs. Yeah. yeah, no, it, the the Giants fought really hard, and that is a te- that is a testament to Joe Judge, yeah. who has them ready to play, yeah. and. I think that's a sign that the Giants will likely win a few more games this year. I I don't I can't, don't ask me to pick them, but they're I mean, likely going to win a few more games. I don't think they're going to finish with one win. No, no, I I, I think they're going to win a few more, and that yeah, likely yeah. takes them out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. But 
they're they're, they're, they're not, not going to draft Trevor anyways. Yeah, they're not in that sweepstakes anyway. Well, uh, for them, for them, that pick would be a trade. A trade. It should be a trade. Yeah. Let me be clear. But I would want them involved. I'd be okay if they got the number one pick so that they could trade it. Yeah, I, I mean, at this point, it wouldn't be bad for them to have the number one pick. Let's just put it like that. Either they get a trade. No, but, but they get a trade. Like worst case scenario, they get a trade for more picks or or better player down the road. It, it's while the Giants, I believe, are in place for the second overall pick. It feels like and and by by only one game. Yeah, they they only have the one win, and you know they're they're second second yeah, round. I, but I it feels like the gap between the first oh. and second overall picks is humongous. It's only one game. But it feels like it's humongous. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to say he has COVID the rest of the year, I, so he can just, you know. <laughs> who knows what's going to happen with him. He hit, We expect him to come out, but we don't know. Next game on the docket, Steelers-Ravens. Yeah. yeah. It was it was arguably the biggest game of the week. One of the biggest games of the year. I mean, I, with, with we'll how see. things have turned out so far. Yeah, we'll see how it, it looks plays like out. looks like this yeah. game is going to be, I mean, it's going to be huge during the rankings at the end of the year. It 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 does look to be a a bit of a uh, what do tiebreaker situation. Same division, first and second place. Steelers coming in undefeated. Ravens coming in top team, reigning MVP. Yada yada yada. I got to tell you, the game felt like kind of a letdown. Uh, yeah, Overall, yeah. it was sloppy. Bunch well, of turnovers on both sides all altogether. All yeah. And Lamar was, nah, He wasn't good. Lamar was how Lamar plays against the better teams. He's not great when it comes to the really elite team. It, it seems to be that way. Uh, it, he, the, he's definitely turning into, and we've talked about this a couple times, it seems like when he's turning into a great, great quarterback when the team's ahead. Yeah, and. Yeah. Shaky when they're behind. He had two picks, three fumbles. Two of them were lost, and those turned into points. One of those picks was a pick six, and the other interception led to a short field, some 21 yards, which Pittsburgh scored. You take away those two, they win by two scores. Yep. They win by two scores, and that leads me to the question, are the Steelers that good? Yes. Are they? Yes. I mean, we I, have to acknowledge is, that they're the only undefeated team. I'm being very clear about three that. Three straight weeks where they've beaten division leaders, where they've beaten teams that every these are the teams that everyone's saying they're going to make some noise. Yeah, no, I, and and I'm acknowledging that, and I'm the one that said they had to do that to get onto my list. I, and and I'm not I'm not giving away, you know, our top to bottom yet, but. It's difficult for me. I, I just don't see how you can beat the Titans, the Bills, and the Ravens. And I, like it, those teams are supposed to be hard to put away. That's why they no, don't I, throw I, out. I, you're now, right. It, that's not to say that KC hasn't blown out those teams because KC can blow out anyone in any given day. Yep. But they've won and they're not based off of their spectacular offense they're based on well their offense wasn't good pittsburgh football their offense was not good in this game no they they were outplayed if not for the turnovers we can't ignore the turnovers we can't we can't say they're you know they don't matter obviously they're important it just Watching that game, Big Ben threw for 182 yards. He had two touchdowns, yeah. 
Connor ran for 47. Juju had 67 yards received. Like, nobody, nobody, the defense was good. The defense was good, but at no point during that game did I feel like it was a dominant performance. Oh, I'm not saying it was dominant. By any stretch. By any stretch of the imagination. I thought Baltimore outplayed them significantly. If it, You know what? It, it, to the last game we just talked, it reminds me of Daniel Jones. Baltimore played great, except for that whole pesky turnover thing. Just like Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones can make every throw. Yeah. I mean, just some of them go to the wrong team. <laughs> I, I mean, but you got to give Pittsburgh credit for what they did. Their, I, offense, their offense couldn't win, so their defense did. I mean, okay. you're saying that, that that's fair. You're that's a fair that point. Baltimore looked like they they played a better game offensively. They did. But Pittsburgh looked like they played a much better game defensively. Total yards, Baltimore had 457. Yeah, okay. Pittsburgh had 221. Yeah. That that's a big difference. Yeah, but the Pittsburgh Baltimore also had four four turnovers. That's a lot. That's too many. Time of possession: thirty-five minutes to twenty-four minutes. Like like Baltimore outplayed them, except for that whole turnover thing. But they still won. No, I, listen, you, listen. You, it doesn't matter if you win an inch or a mile. You play to win a game. All the all the cliches in the world. It just the game felt weird to me. Oh, I'm not saying that it looked it great at weird. all, but I'm just they they won. What more can they do? A lot more. They could, you know what? You want you want to prove it to me? I will tell you what they have to you ask. You ask me. What do they have What to do they do? have to do? They have to whew, It's going to be tough. I don't know if it's fair. I don't think it's fair for me to ask. They have to go into Dallas. And they got to they gotta shut them out. I feel like that's too much to ask I mean, to shut out an NFL team. It, it, but don't they have like a throwing machine as their quarterback this week? This like, game against Dallas can't be close. No, it cannot be like the Bucks and Giants were. It can't be. I don't. I don't think it will be. Oh, fair enough. But nobody, th- yourself included, nobody thought Tampa and New York was going to be close. That's but story. Yeah. here we are. So I I know it, it, you know if I was on the other side of this table I would say Josh you keep moving the goalpost yeah no I I know I am I am I'm not doing it intentionally every time I say they got to do something I go yeah but it still didn't feel right it's like they go to kick the field goal and they're offside <laughs> all I'm saying is it just doesn't feel right yet it just does it, I I don't I don't know what to think of this team and Lamar's got to be better man Lamar's got to be better. And and I know I have them on my fantasy team, and and that, that that's well, hard they, for me to. They, but they look they're the they're the number one running team in the league. I don't I don't know if you know that stat. They average the most rushing yards per game, and they don't feel like they do. They don't. They don't. And it's ah. well, we and we don't even know who is Dobbins their starter now. Oh yeah, no, is I, he? I, think, I think that yeah, Mark Ingram's done. I think he's going to be done pretty much for the year. Woof. They they it's I don't know what to think of this team. They're up and down, and and it and it and it's a struggle. It, it really is. And well, and their wide receiver situation isn't exactly great. Do they either. even like, have wide receivers? Hollywood Brown is not playing as well as he normally. No, does. but but part of it is Lamar is not playing well. Yeah. yeah. Part of it is Lamar is not playing. Now they got a game coming up this week. They go into Indianapolis. This is a game that can that can 
put them in a good spot. Yeah. They win this game and, and play well. It, it's against a team that I think is actually a, a lot. A good team. Like, I, I should have chose them for a team that somebody should be scared of this year. Well, it, it turns out. You you didn't you didn't exactly get that wrong, but no. they are an additional yeah. team. They they can go into Indianapolis and win this game. That's a, that's a big that's a big step, yeah. and then go into New England and dominate that game. They should be able to beat Indy and dominate the Patriots. Then putting them into a a a cup two games after that against Tennessee and and Pittsburgh again that they can get right and then go into those two games with their head on straight yep. maybe maybe they have a different they have a different outcome the rest of their season after the steelers though pretty light the cowboys browns jaguars giants and bengals so they should be able to finish strong so i'm not worried about the playoffs for them but they got to play well yeah lamar's yeah. got to be better lamar's got to be better and i i hope he's listening cuz not only do I want him to be better because I'm a fan and and I want the the Baltimore Ravens to do well, fantasy, huh? But but I'm 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 reliant on him for my fantasy season, which has been rocky at best. All right, moving on. I don't know if you remember last week in episode 32 of the Fist Bump Boys. No, it was last week. Yeah, yeah, I last remember week. that. We did a little Halloween theme. Yes, and teams would be scared of, right? We we did. We talked about teams that were were the, the league. The rest of the teams should be scared of, and there was one in particular that I want to bring up right now. And you talked about the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, let's take a listen. The first one, uh, uh, somebody who listens to us a lot is okay. going to enjoy this one. Oh boy, Miami, Miami. Miami. You're telling you're telling me that. The, the the other 30 teams or the contenders should be afraid of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, f- I find that interesting because no sooner did you nail it say that the, the league should be afraid of the Miami Dolphins. And then they went out and punched the Los Angeles Rams in the mouth. Yeah. You said they were scary. And then they went out. The Rams started off nicely. Nice 7-0 lead. Easy peasy. The Dolphins then went on a 28 to nothing lead. Run, excuse me. A 28 to nothing run, which included which included Tua's first career touchdown pass. A 78-yard scoop and score by the defense. An 88-yard punt return for a touchdown. And then Gaskin's touchdown run. If you're going to give a quarterback confidence at all, no matter how bad he plays, this team is good enough to win without you, this is a game Th- like this that. Was, yeah, this that's was what they the did. Game. Exactly what they wanted for Tua. Because Tua, Tua did okay. Yeah. He, he, he did okay. He didn't even get 100 yards, though. Like It was literally like, just don't lose us the game. He didn't. He didn't. The, yep. defense, didn't, the defense and special teams refused to let him. It was it was an impressive impressive performance by the team. I don't think the the Rams were reeling from 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 the from the get go. Like after they took that lead, like I said, they were reeling after that, and yep. they just couldn't get themselves situated. It was it, Tua went like you said, he went twelve for twenty two, ninety three yards and a touchdown. No big deal. No big deal. He rushed twice, didn't get anywhere. No big deal. But he didn't have to. 
Like he he he. All right. Now this is an instance that if not for the turnover and the punt return, they probably you know don't don't do as well. But here we are, and 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 it was. It was interesting to see, and I remember reaching out to you during this game and said, hey, wait a minute. Didn't you say this is a team that they should be afraid of? And and the defense seemed to have the Rams guessing, and the Rams were pressing, and they just couldn't make up the ground. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. You did. You did. I Is this something we can expect moving forward? I mean, Tua, Tua obviously has to keep, just improve. That's all he has to do. Well, he, he, it's one start. Right. It's one start. Right. I don't but, even but know if it's, we're I'm at a point like, where we can, can say he needs to improve. But that's what I'm saying is he's going to. Like, there, he didn't In theory, really, yeah, he should, right? You know, we know he can take a hit. He well, got clobbered he in got, the first quarter. He got oh. clocked. Big hits. A few times. But there was an early one. Yeah. And he popped right back up and landed right on that hip. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it... it uh, it was, it was a weird game for yeah. him, but, but I mean, Miami's—they look better than New England, at least. Well, yeah, but that's not setting the bar very high. But we thought that it was going to, is what I'm saying. Like Miami was supposed to be as bad as the Jets this year. Yeah, they—we did not expect them to do well. Yeah, we did not. And there's a chance that they can make the playoffs at this point. Well, we will see. Circling back to last week again, you remember we talked about teams that, that should be scared. You, we, yeah. we already covered that. Yeah, the opposite that, of mine. Yeah, 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 the opposite of yours. I talked about teams that should be afraid. Yeah. And I mentioned the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. And I suggested a move. Let's take a listen to that. I, I don't know if uh, – is aren't the, aren't the, the Bengals shopping somebody – I mean, they might be. I think the Bengals might be shopping someone at the end. Yeah. That would be somebody that they could target him. Oh, wouldn't you know? No sooner did we say that than the Cincinnati Bengals traded away defensive end Carlos Dunlap to the Seattle Seahawks for a seventh-round pick and offensive lineman B.J. Finney. Huh. Nailed it. Nailed it. I, I thought it at the time. Obviously, they heard me. You're welcome. I think it's a great move for Seattle already. I, I, oh, yeah. I like they needed to shore up that defense. Well, it, it doesn't solve everything. Don't get me wrong. No, I thought they could have done more. Well, don't we talked about that. Don't forget they get uh, Jamal Adams back. They do. So the defense is. They're adding players simply because they're getting activated. Well, yeah, but... The, you that know. is going to help that. Jamal Adams is going to help that defense. Like, there's no way that he doesn't become uh, 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 a great defensive back for that defense that needs it. Yes. It, it's it's an important move, but... And, and just so everybody knows, we're talking about trades now. Deadline was yesterday as we're recording this. And... and But, but we... we Touched on it a little bit last week, like I said, which you just heard that that we thought that the 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 Seattle Seahawks needed to make a move, and they went and did. Yep. Additionally, a couple other moves of note: the New York Jets shipped Avery Williamson, linebacker, to the Pittsburgh Steelers no, after because that's what the Steelers needed is more more defense. Yeah, yeah, and 
They got uh, Pittsburgh sent a 2022 fifth round pick to the Jets in a swap for the seventh round pick as well. So Jets yeah. sent Avery Williamson and a seven to Pittsburgh for a five. I uh, great deal for Williamson. Oh yeah, he goes from over to you know from winless to undefeated, just like that. He had a nice. Uh, Nice post. I don't know if you saw in that. New York City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was in his uniform. It was it was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I think that's a good trade. Uh, not you know not a splash trade or anything like that. No. But uh, a a good a good deal for Pittsburgh. They get some depth at the linebacker well, position. That's, that's the thing. You don't win a Super Bowl without having depth at like important positions. Oh yeah, it's it's and about they, the injury. They have all the 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 depth they need a linebacker. Oh yeah, no. They, like I said, this is. It's a good deal. I, I think they they help, but it's you know it doesn't it doesn't move any crazy needles. I I think you know looking at linebacker trades, one that I think actually does move a needle is the 49ers. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of getting rid of Alexander. They they traded Quan Alexander to the Saints. Uh, they get a conditional fifth round pick, and they get Kiko Alonso back. Um, I I the the 49ers are they. Throwing in the towel here, or I don't know. I mean, Quan Alexander was a find for us last year. It was just he came out of nowhere. Well, they they also have Fred Warner, who has played very very well. Yeah, I mean, they meaning have... that they had an extra piece in Alexander. But it's the same thing that we just said. You don't win a Super Bowl without having amazing depth at something. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you implying that the Forty ers are in the run for the Super Bowl this year? No, 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 no. I'm not. Talk about the Saints are. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Niners. What I'm saying is you're asking me if they're throwing in the towel. Yes. And the point of me saying yes, they are, is because you... They gave up their depth. They're getting rid of their depth. So I I kind of disagree with you on that. If I can finish. You can. At the same time, you're gaining a draft pick. As late as it is, Like there's, there's talent in the later rounds of the NFL draft. Sure. And Kiko Alonso, he's not horrible. You know he's a little bit older than you well. Want that's him to be, and that's but. what I was gonna say is that it it allows so it doesn't really hurt their depth in San Francisco. It, it actually it, helps it, their no, depth well, what because I feel like both Quan and I uh, uh, Warner were at the same level duking it out for the same position, and there wasn't enough room, so they needed Quan to move on. And they bring Kiko underneath Warner, so it actually helps so their depth. Yeah, no, no, and and I see what you're saying. Like that's that's what I'm trying to state is, you're you're getting better, but at the price of your future. So it doesn't seem like in they're theory, throwing it yeah. all in because they're trying to to improve their team right now. Because, I mean, seven teams make it to the playoffs. Yep. So I don't want to say that they are throwing. And they're in still the in the hunt. But, they're still yeah. in there. Yeah. So. It's an interesting trade. Like I, mean, I said, is it possible that we see all four teams in the playoffs from the NFC West? Is it possible? It's possible. Uh, you get the four division winners and then three wild cards. I mean, I suppose it is possible. Yes, as it stands right is now. Is it going to happen? Probably not. Well, it, that's a that the, the odds of it happening with are the Saints slim. out there. I mean, the Saints and the Bucks fighting for that position. You're probably going to get one from the South. Right now, you have. The Rams as yeah. the third team, and the Saints as a, so you have the Saints, Cardinals, and the Rams as the three wild card teams. Yeah, so I it's going to have to be the Saints that drop off the planet as the Niners go on a streak, and all the teams in the West. Well, there, there's a game and a half between them. 
you know, the Niners are four and four and the Saints are five and two. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, two in the loss column, call it. Yeah, what I'm saying is realistically it's not, but technically it can happen still. Uh, it's still on the table. Yeah. It's still on the table. But with the injuries that you guys are having? Yeah, it's not going to happen. I, I'm not predicting that. I was just simply asking a hypothetical. Lastly, and there were a few other minor deta- deals that, that didn't really move the needle, but the last one that I wanted to bring up uh, that we wanted to talk about was the Chargers sending Desmond King to the Titans. Uh, and they get a six-round pick uh, in return. What do we think about that? I mean, it's just more riches for the Titans. I, I think it's 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 a you're exactly you're absolutely right. The the Titans get again depth and a good strong player uh, in their in their secondary that yeah that they, they it's not that they needed it but it definitely helped. didn't need a ton of help. But hey, more talent and we've talked about it with other teams. You know, more talent is more talent. So uh, it, they're probably in in the playoff. You know. It seems like the Chargers might be out of contention. Uh, they keep blowing these leads. They're definitely going to be out of contention. And now, you know, Desmond King gets to go to a playoff team. That's It's good for him. Yep. It's good for him. Now I want to check in on the MVP race. We've mentioned it a couple times throughout the season. And we obviously made our picks at the beginning of the season, right? You remember that? Yep. And I want to check in and see how we're looking. Nailing it. I mean, wait, who's nailing it? I'm nailing it. You're nailing it. Boom. That was a that was a, that wasn't a good boom. No. Rightfully so, because you are not <laughs> nailing it. So is there any question as to who is the front runner for the MVP right now? No, nah, it's it's gotta be Russell Wilson. It's Russell Wilson. He's six in passing yards with two thousand one hundred and fifty one. He's third in completion percentage at 71.5%. By the way, who's leading that is Breeze and Teddy Bridgewater, which I thought was interesting. Wow. He's first in touchdown passes, first in passer rating, 26 and 120.8, respectively. Third in QBR at 82.6 behind Rodgers and Mahomes. And third in yards per game, which I feel like we should be saying he's second in yards per game because... He's behind Dak and Matt, and Dak yeah. is is gonna stay there because he only played the five games. It's never gonna no, change. No. So I'm gonna put a little asterisk on that, saying he's second in active quarterbacks well, in I, yards I think per that game. It, it, once it reaches a completion minimum, the leader will actually. Yeah, it'll change. But technically speaking, as it stands right now, he is third. But I'm gonna say he's yeah. second in yards per game behind Matt Ryan, and he's playing absurdly well. Yeah, he is leading that team. 100% leading that team. It's he is the him. difference. It's all him. Chris Carson has been in and out. That yep. defense has been atrocious. That said, it should be noted should DK be Metcalf better. is is playing like a monster well, as right it, now. As is Tyler Lockett. Like, Tyler Lockett had a huge week a couple weeks ago, but DK has been significantly well, better it's, than it's last year. the combination of the three. That's yeah, no, the, it, but, but, it, but it, they're not as good without... Without Russ, no. Russ, Russ is, Wilson has been making Will Disley look good. Like, Russ is cooking. They're letting Russ cook, and I'm yeah. stealing that from you know whatever he was saying last year. You you know if you take his stats, what they project out for the rest of the season? Uh, isn't it like 54 touchdowns, 4,917 yeah. yards, which by the way is just shy of a predicted 5,000, 71 and a half percent 
completion percentage, 52 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions with 120.7 QB rating. That is absurd. Yeah. That is absolutely absurd. Yeah, well, he has the second most passes in the first half in history, right? Behind touchdowns. Tom, or touchdowns. Yeah. Behind Tom Brady's 27. I think, yeah, one. Like He's one behind Brady's 27. Yeah. yeah. It, it's been it's been really good to watch. Uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of the season, when I picked Russ as my MVP pick, he he's never even gotten a vote. Yeah. And if he continues even close to this pace and doesn't get a vote, something something's wrong because he is playing. Is this the best football we've ever seen him play? Him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I he's agree. finally putting it all together. They're letting him call the plays at the line. They're letting him decide to throw a lot more, and he's proving everybody right. Like it's 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 fun to watch. Who else is on the list? And so we we know that we know that it's Russ and then everybody else, right? There's a gap. Yeah, there's a gap. There's definitely a gap. So in we, no particular order, let's just let's just talk yeah. about the other people in the conversation. The other candidates. We're not going to rank them. We're just going to, because we can sit here and spend an hour arguing about how we're going to rank them. Let's just talk about the other players that are in the conversation. Well, I mean, you got to start with Patrick Mahomes. Patty. Oh, Patrick. His mom is going to get you. Patrick Mahomes. Second in passing yards, 2,315. He has an unbelievable 21 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio. That's unbelievable. And. He's second to only Russ in the passer rating. Of he has one one fifteen and his QBR is eighty five and point four. He's and he suffers from one thing and that's expectations. Well, and and it's and it's funny because it seems like he's quietly in the MVP yeah. race, if yeah. that's even possible. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's expecting so much out of him with all that talent around. I mean, he's doing it. Don't he's get me doing wrong. It. He's doing it. But I, I think after what we've already seen from him in an MVP season, and granted, this is a better. Uh, like predictable, we're using predictions. This is a better season than probably, he but had. he has to do that. Yeah, he has to do that. That's like to, the minimum to, that people yeah. are expecting. Because I mean, yeah. not for nothing, that was in his first year as a starter. Yep, yep. Who else? Uh, Tom Brady. Oh, and you hate God. to say it. I don't Every, want to say that. Tom Brady, but he's he's balling. He's he's taking Tampa Bay where they are, kicking and screaming and everything. I. I... I have a hard time believing that Tom Brady is the reason this team is playing so well. It's not he's not the, well, the complete reason. He's he's definitely a major part of what they've done to that team. He is the biggest part of Well, he is he is arguably the biggest change. Yes. And you you compare what he's doing this year to where Jameis had them last year and it's two completely different animals. That I'll agree with. That all great. Um, you know what? When you say it that way, that is something of a definition of, yeah. of of valuable. So I that's fair. That said, that team is stacked. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like he's gonna say. And and we had this argument earlier today. You, you can't really say, oh well, if he did this for a Green Bay team, he'd be an MVP. Like, yeah, we know. Looking but, at the stats, fourth in yards, third in touchdowns. Uh, QBR, he's, what, 10th, 12th, 14th in QBR. Quarterback rating, he is, like, 15th. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's, you know, I wasn't on board. I wasn't on board. And, again, this is in no particular order. We're not saying he's third on the list. He's just the third one we're talking about. I, all right, I'll include him. I'll include him. 
I will allow it. It is decided. And he has that Tampa Bay team to what? He's got the second Six best record in, in the uh, NFC. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, I mean, he's he's doing something with that team who looked bad last year. They, well, they... They looked bad because of the position that he came in to replace. I'm not saying that the yeah, whole team looked yeah. bad. But with that quarterback where he was, they looked bad. And now they look like Super Bowl contenders. They definitely are in the in the conversation for Super Bowl contenders, no. which is tough to say. Who else? Kyler Murray. He's in the conversation. He's he's on the the back end of that yeah. conversation, yeah. but he's definitely in that conversation. He's not going to have the passing numbers that I mean, that everybody else is going to have. He's seventeenth in yards, you know, and and that's mainly because they do a lot of running. He's tied for twelfth with in touchdowns. So it's it's hard. It, we're not seeing it through the air mm-hmm. with him, but he's he's got that team in a good position. I yeah. don't think so. At the beginning of the season, we talked about him as a candidate for a breakout. When we when we interviewed Field mm-hmm. Yates, we talked about him as a potential breakout candidate, yeah. and he's playing very well. He's got tremendous support, specifically mm-hmm. in the wide receiving core. Yeah. And while he's in the conversation, I think he's very much on the back. He might be the last man in. He's he's going to get some votes. That's what I'm saying. If like, he keeps we, going the way he's going, he might get some votes. Yeah, like, look, there's a gap between one and two. And there's not so much of a gap between these guys, but the stat differences for the top end is... is yeah, he, he's not in that top end, statistically yeah. speaking. Who else? I, I had to give them somebody in this conversation. There's an of, argument that both of them could be yeah, in here. But and I know I, who you're talking about. I have Ryan Tannehill, but Derek Henry. You can could make a. You can make. Leave. Yeah, you can make but an this, argument. This is a quarterback award. Like, let's be real. It, Traditionally, over the past players, what, decade, over the over the history of the. I mean, it, we've had what one defensive player win one. Yep. One kicker win one. Didn't uh, AP win one? And yeah, a couple running backs. I don't think we've ever had a wide receiver win. Like, this is a quarterback award historically. So, I I like Ryan Tannehill being in it. It doesn't feel right. I uh, well, I think it doesn't feel right for a lot of people simply because it's Ryan Tannehill. Well, it, it just <sighs> like you think of Tennessee, you think of Derrick Henry, but it, it seems that way. Yes, but. If you look at the comebacks that have been led by Ryan Tannehill being able to pass, and granted, Derrick Henry was the one who gave him that ability because of the play action and the great runs, but Tannehill still has to do it, and he's doing it. By the way, the last non-quarterback was indeed Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Peterson in yeah. 2012, and then before that, the last the last non-quarterback was uh, it was back-to-back running backs in 05 and 06. Can you name either of them? Off the top of your head, I do have it in front of me, so I get that. But Jamal Charles, no. Okay, I don't know. No, Jamal Jamal Charles. I don't know. I'd Sean be... Alexander in 05. Oh, and Priest Holmes and no. Ladamian Tomlinson, Tomlinson okay. in 06. But I, was, so, I don't know why I was thinking of a running back from KC. Since just stuck in my head. since 2001, there's been three non-quarterbacks. Yeah. To win it, so you're absolutely right. It is quarterback. I so if you make the cho- that said, who's been more important to that team? I think they're both equal. You think so? I really do. I would give the edge to Derrick Henry. 
I, I would give the edge to it, but for but this I awards think, purposes, the fact that he's a quarterback is simply why. Well, Tannehill's a quarterback, yes. So uh, I think, I think if you look at it objectively, Derrick Henry has been more important, but the inherent uh, recipient of no, no, the the inherent focus on a quarterback, the quarterback being the most valuable oh, gotcha, and important gotcha. position yeah. in sports, yeah. makes it a a tougher tougher ask. Yeah. For a running back to get there, so so from objectively speaking, I would say Derrick Henry. But looking at the the the, the just the nature of everything, it, it's yeah, I'll give it to Ryan Hannahill. So is there anybody else even in the like? I, I think mean, that's our list. There's right? a couple of fringe ones out there. You could always say Aaron Rodgers is in the race because yep. he is. Yep. Um, I I don't know who else you would make the argument for. Allen, Josh Allen was in the argument. He, he was. was in the conversation. He's yeah. kind of fallen off. Big Ben, not really. I, I don't know who's the MVP on that Pittsburgh team. The defense. Yeah. We talked about yeah. it earlier. It's the defense is, is playing is playing lights out. And Mike Tomlin is the the MVP of the NFL. <laughs> so, he's, he's in the conversation. To wrap up our midseason review now, way back... If you all remember, in episode 14, we introduced a segment called Start, Bench, Cut. We're going to bring it back here for this episode, and we're going to use this Start, Bench, Cut to talk about the rest of the season, predictive. We have three each Start, Bench, Cuts for things that are going to happen for the rest of the season. Geo, I want you to... Start us off. Give me your first start bench cut. Well, mine's not only for the rest of this year, but for the future. Oh, let's do it. All right. So the NFC North probably has, front to back, the most talent quarterback-wise in football. The NFC North. Potential. Potential. Well, when you when you start off with Kirk Cousins, the conversation's over. AFC North. Oh, AFC North. The AFC North. AFC North. Sorry, I thought you I said, said AFC. the NFC I, North. I, I know. Hold on. Jeez. Sorry about that. The AFC North. I so that. Big Ben. I wrote that way. Big Ben, Lamar, Baker, and Burrow. And Burrow. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, Ben's not going to be around for much longer. It it would it it would seem that way. So place them. Start bench cut. Who you want leading your franchise into the future? Lamar, Burrow, Baker. Star bench cut, Lamar, Burrow, Baker. Yeah. Leading my team into the future. Give me a number of years that I'm talking. How many years? Five years? Ten years? Five five to ten. Five to ten. <sighs> I, I gotta tell you, it's kinda easy. All right, let's see. It's it. kinda easy. And and for me, this is for me just what I'm seeing, and we just talked about him a little bit. And Lamar, I am starting Joe Burrow. I'm starting Burrow. I'm benching Lamar. And I'm cutting Baker Mayfield. I what it was. It would have been Lamar because he had an unbelievable season last year. But as we said earlier in this episode, uh, he seems like a terrific, next level, unbelievable quarterback when his team's in the lead, but less than stellar when he's trying to catch up. And all Joe Burrow has been since he has been the NFL is one of the best quarterbacks that we've ever seen out of a rookie year. He is he is playing unbelievably yeah. well. Yeah. And he seems poised. He can make every throw. He's not turning the ball over very much. 
He's making good decisions. He's got good good athleticism, but he has now. And now I'll be honest; it's more of the traditional feel, pocket passer, mm-hmm. cannon for an arm, but. He's seems, Peyton Manning with scrambling ability. I okay. I don't know that I'm prepared to say that well, no, just no, I'm yet. Saying, the way that he looks in the pocket, the poison is wonderful. It's wonderful to watch. Like we don't see that. He looks visually yeah. Okay. Like okay. Peyton yeah, Manning that's... in the pocket that can scramble. Lamar Jackson is a a a next level talent that mm. we have not seen much of. Yeah. I'm not going to say ever, but we have not seen much of. He can run. And and he can he can throw like like yeah. almost the, like he can he can throw he can he can do everything. It seems like his decision making is less than stellar. It, it seems like he ha- he has trouble, you know, when when the pressure is on. We've seen it in the playoffs. Well, he looks like he struggles against good defense. And you, that's exactly what you said earlier. And I feel like his style of play, yeah. traditionally speaking, can lead to far more injuries and that makes me nervous starting my team with him now i am not alone on that because it took baltimore having to trade up into the first round to even get him so he was if not for that he wasn't making it he wasn't even being picked in the first round now obviously i understand why they did that they get that extra year if he's Mm -hmm. any good they have a fifth year option on him as a first round player but i i feel like everybody else was nervous about that I, I'm not saying he's not good. He's great, but to lead my team, I've got I've got Burrow and Baker. What what do you want me to say about Baker? He he is too volatile for me. Well, he, I I saw a stat earlier that that showed how good he was without pressure and how bad he is with it. And you need to be you need to be good with pressure. Yeah. And we just said it about about uh, Lamar. He he has a rough time with pressure. It seems like, and it's a short sample size. But Joe Burrow hasn't really cracked on the pressure. Yeah, yeah. In fact, so, he, he's he's pretty much thrived in it. Like when the game is on the line, he's been completing his passes. So I am starting Burrow, benching Lamar, and cutting Baker Mayfield. Yeah. My turn. What you got? I want you to start bench cut these playoff bubble teams, teams that are just outside the playoffs right now. Start bench cut. Which ones will make the playoffs? Okay. okay. You with me? Yeah. The Las Vegas Raiders, currently the eighth seed in the AFC with a record of four and three. The Miami Dolphins, currently the ninth seed in the AFC at four and three. And the Chicago Bears, the eighth seed in the NFC at five and three. Start bench cut. Which of these make the playoffs? So we've got the Raiders, the Dolphins, and the Bears. And the Bears. I think I'm going to say start the Raiders. Okay. Um, they just they they look good. I mean, every time that they they go, I'm impressed with what they have in rugs. Jacobs is a real running back. Yep. Uh, David Carr is starting to to finally trust in Gruden. Okay. Um, and, and vice, vice versa. versa. Yeah. Um, you know, in that defense, it's not the greatest, but it's enough to keep them in the game. Okay. So I'm going to start them. Just real quick before you move on, quick look at their schedule. They've got Chargers, Broncos. They do have the Chiefs in there. Falcons, Jets, Colts, Chargers again, Dolphins, and the Broncos. So it I mean, it I, seems like the schedule lays out yeah. for you to be correct. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to bend the bear or uh, bench the Bears. Bench the Bears. Yeah. I mean, they're already a five-win team. 
Okay. They their schedule is difficult, but I mean, and realistically, they need four wins. Okay, get them to <sighs> nine. Yeah. Let's run down their schedule: Titans, Vikings, Packers. I, I I'm pretty. Uh, you're losing two of those, right? Yeah, I would. I would, if not all three. Lions, Texans, Vikings again, Jaguars back. That's a tougher schedule. It's tougher, but I mean, they have a stretch there where they're playing bottom feeders. I mean, you got the Lions and the Texans, and we don't know with the Vikings. They just put a hurt well, on the Packers. The, the Texans are Deshaun Watson yep. and a bunch of nobodies, yep. so they can win that game. They no, I, I, I'm just saying it's. I, I would say that, that it's a harder schedule it's than harder. Vegas. So yeah, no, absolutely. You're benching them. And okay. then I gotta cut Miami. Like I, I know that they're a dangerous team. I know everybody's gonna be scared of them. But I, think, I think they're gonna be more heartbreakers uh, as far as playing teams and knocking them out just because they beat them. Okay. Um, I know their schedule looks a little rough too. So Cardinals, Chargers, Broncos, Jets. Bengals, Chiefs is hard in there. They got the Patriots. Who knows right now? Raiders, Bills. It's it's kind of a up and down. It, no. it, you know, it's a, it's an up and down. So you got so say it again. I'm starting the uh, oh god Raiders. The Raiders. We'll get through it. Benching the Bears, cutting the Dolphins. So if you and I know you didn't ask me, I think I swapped the Dolphins and the Bears. I have okay. no confidence in the Bears whatsoever. I okay. I I can't argue with. No, that. it's fine. It's fine. You're up. What's what's next? Best rookie receiver. So far? So far. This or, or that you think is going to be for the rest of the year. For the rest of the it's, year. It's a three-man race the way that okay. I, I'm looking at it myself. you got Brandon Ayuk. Yep. You've got Henry Ruggs. Yep. And you've got Justin Jefferson. I think we all know and who actually, the start is. There should be a fourth in there, but I forgot him, and we can only have three anyway. Because I think Chase Claypool should be put in there, too. Well, he, he's not, is he? No, he's not. So... Who's going to have the better season of the these three? Of the three, yeah, Rugs, Jefferson, and Ayuk, and Ayuk. Uh, I'm going to go. So Ayuk, we don't know what to deal with him. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's injured. Absolutely not. He's in the best shape he's been all year. He's had Who's three hurt straight that? amazing great. Oh, games. it's you know why you know why I'm confused. It's because he's on the 49ers. Oh yeah, and. I I could have sworn they were all injured. So well, he was injured bad. at the beginning of the season. Okay, then maybe that's what I'm referring. To. So I I think this is relatively simple for me as well. I'm going to go start Jefferson. He he's 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 unbelievable, and he he I think more than the other two have the opportunity to break the big ones. They are all capable of doing it, but I think Jefferson has a better opportunity with uh, Thielen there. Uh, on the other side, I, th- I think he has. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start Jefferson uh, Rugs for the, exactly the same reason, just a, a step below. He's more of a boom or bust type of receiver. He doesn't have mid level games. It seems like he he takes a top off or he you know has no catches. Uh, but I really like what he's done so far, and I'm going to cut Ayuk. I uh, I don't think he will have the quarterback play to get him the ball enough for That's the rest fair. of the That's season. Fair. Very fair. Uh, so re- quick recap: I'm starting Justin Jefferson. I am benching Henry Ruggs. What is it? The third, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And I am cutting Brandon Ayuk. All right. I mean, I I I'd, I'd probably switch Ayuk and Ruggs because it's like you said, Ruggs is boomer bust. He's either going to get them yep. them deep ones or nothing at all. Ayuk is definitely more of a yak. 
uh, yards after yards. catch yeah, no, player. I, I know what yak well, is. I'm letting everybody else know. <laughs> I've Golden Tate on my Giants. I he's the king of the yak. <laughs> um, plus they're giving him deeper passes. Okay. And plus he's really the only receiver San Fran has left. Kittle just went down. I think for that reason, that's why I think you know, he's going to so. get the better coverage over the course of the year. And, and, and the quarterback play is is might, unknown right now. He's been the number one receiver for the past couple of weeks, and yeah. he's been doing his job. So all right. Next up, there are currently four teams on three-game winning streaks. Not more, exactly three-game winning streaks. Which of these three are going to make it a four-game winning streak? You with me? Yeah. This week, these three teams all have three-game winning streaks. Who's going to make it four? You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home against the Saints. You have the Miami Dolphins playing in Arizona against the Cardinals. Okay. And you have the Arizona Cardinals playing at home versus the Dolphins. Okay. Start, bench, cut. Which team will make it a fourth win in a row? Simply because of math and the 50-50 chance. <laughs> I'm going to start the Tampa Bay Bucks against the Saints. Okay. Um, I just like You give them the best, better shot to beat the Saints yes. than the other two to, to beat each other. Yes. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to. I got to pick a winner. <laughs> bench Arizona. Okay. And I'm going to cut Miami. So now, do I you... just think that Miami's going to lose this week. I, okay, I, I... that makes the cut easy. Yeah. You but do you you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a better chance to beat the Saints than Arizona does no, to beat I'm, Miami? It, hearing that in my head, it doesn't sound. Yeah, right. that's that's why I said it yeah, out loud. No, I think I got to. Better, I, I gotta start. Arizona. Let's let's back it up. Let's start it over. Yes. Yeah, Which of these three teams gonna are gonna s- win their fourth in a row? Tampa gonna, Bay, Miami, or Arizona? Start bench. Arizona's cut. one start. Okay. Tampa Bay is bench. Cut <laughs> is Miami. Miami. <laughs> I just I, so I get what you're saying. You 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 think and you're I I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with you. Um. So yeah, no, I, I though an argument could be made that I put I put Tampa as the cut. I think they're gonna the way they looked against the Giants. I think the Saints. No, I think the Saints have a shot now. If everybody's up to speed, if Michael Thomas is playing, there's a lot of unknowns in there. But the Saints are hard to stop. Yeah, and their offense is a just a smidge better than the Giants. And Kamara's arguably been the best player in football this year. He, he's on the short list. So I might make the argument of Arizona, Miami, Tampa in that order to start bench cut, but I like it. You're up. Third one. Last one, right? Yeah. What's going to be the best trade by the end of the year of three big pass rushing names that got traded this year? Pass rushing names that were traded. Yeah. Which one's going to turn out to be the best deal? Yes. The best acquisition? The best acquisition, if you will. If I will. And you know what? You know what? I think I will. Go ahead. It's Yannick Ngakwe to the Ravens. Did you? I got it, that. I nailed it. Damn it, he did. Carlos Dunlap to the Seahawks. Nailed it. Or Everson Griffin to the Lions. Woo. Run it down again. Ngakwe. Ngakwe. Went to uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. Carlos Dunlap went to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, no, I knew about that. Cause and Everson Griffin that. went to the Detroit Lions. I'm going to say Dunlap is my start. I think he yeah. has a chance to have the biggest impact on a on a defense that, and we talked about it already today, and 
uh, last week on a defense that needed help. Yeah. So yep. I think he will. He has the just from an opportunity standpoint. He has. So we're not talking about team success. We're talking about how well that player will yes. do. Yeah. So I think he's going to have the the highest chance to make the biggest dent. Okay. Um, I'm going to then go with Griffin for the Lions for the exact same reason. Okay. He they needed pass rush help. As, as bad as almost anybody in the league. I would say arguably second most to the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah probably. They'd, uh, they'd be up there, yeah. And they and th- it's a good fit for them. Uh, I think Ndokwe to Baltimore is a great move, but it feels more like a depth move Okay. to help, to help, not to solve. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like Seattle needed to solve problems. Detroit needed to solve problems, and potentially they did. The Baltimore Ravens added a talented player. I'm not knocking them. I just think from a difference between before acquisition and after acquisition, we're going to see a bigger, a bigger improvement on Seattle than Detroit than Baltimore. Baltimore is still going to be potentially very, very good and very successful. Playoffs, etc. And Detroit might not even make the playoffs. But simply from an opportunity standpoint, I think the biggest difference will be uh, Dunlap at Seattle. So I'm starting Dunlap. I am benching um, Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin to Detroit, and I am cutting Indakwe to Baltimore. Yeah, and all three of them were good moves. Like I, I no really great moves, they were. great moves. But, but simply I, I looking at it in a vacuum, as of which as, will make the biggest difference. Yeah. That's my order. Yeah, and then I think so too, especially since, like you said, Ngakwe is he's going to be a talent thing for Baltimore. He, don't he, get me wrong. And he could have a great he, year. He probably is the better of these three players. I, I don't disagree. In a bubble. Yes. But In a vacuum, just one-on-one-on-one, on one on one, he's probably the best one, but they're the best team yeah. from a defensive standpoint. Yeah. They're yeah. the best defense on this list, so... It, like it doesn't move the needle as much yeah. on the Baltimore yep. defense Agreed. than it did on the other two. So that's Agreed. so to to recap it. I am starting for best acquisition for that team. It's going to be starting uh, Dunlap to the Seattle Seahawks, benching Griffin to the Detroit Lions, and uh, cutting Ndakwe to the Baltimore Ravens. My last one, Coach of the Year candidates. Okay. Start, bench, cut. These three coaches, as far as where they will land in the coach of the year, end of the season voting. Ready? Yep. Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins. No. Cliff Kingsbury of the Arizona Cardinals. No. And Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills. Oh, wow. Not an accident. I do not predict that any of these three will win it. But who will? What is the order in which these three will so finish? So we've got Flores in Miami, Flores in Miami, Kingsbury, Kingsbury in Arizona, Arizona, McDermott in Buffalo. Buffalo. So I'm gonna start with. Oh my god! <laughs> the the been- whole point of this is. To find whether they're the top, the middle, the bottom, wherever they are. But the, the point of this exercise is to find three options that are all really, really close together. So Whether or not they're the best options or the worst options or whatever, but it, find the closest together and you have to rank them. Start bench cut. So That's I, what I did here. I'm going to start Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. I'm going to bench Sean McDermott. Ooh. No, no. 
God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to, as of right now, bench on. No, 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 no. Oh, by the end of the this year. This is the end of the season, not where they are now, okay. where will okay. they finish. Okay. Predictive. Then I'm looking gonna, into your so, crystal ball. So then definitely start Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. <laughs> bench Brian Flores, cut Sean McDermott. Why? I'm right, holding so, you to this. So Tell me, me why. For me, Kingsbury is the obvious choice just because I think Arizona is going to have a really strong second half. Okay. And they're, I, I have them probably in the top four as far as records go in the NFC. Okay. Uh, so you have them winning the division? No, I have Seattle winning the division. They're They'll just going to finish okay. with one of oh, the four the East, the East one. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So Kling, Kingsbury, it's your, your start. All yeah. right. And, and then, you, you benched? I'm going to bench Flores. Brian Flores because the job that he's doing in Miami is amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get more credit for that than what, while it's a good season so far for them, is disappointing for what it should have been so far for Buffalo. Okay. And Buffalo, I see trending down, not down enough to lose their playoff spot in the division lead, but they're trending down more than Miami. And everybody remembers what you finished with, not with what you started with. That is that is fair. It is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately world, especially in the NFL, so a late push makes a big difference. But like you said, Buffalo's in a 6-2. I know. Winning know. A, currently leading a division that hasn't been won by anybody not in New you know no. in in the Boston no. area no. in look they're twenty like years said, it feels like they're doing good but everybody's looking at Buffalo like man they're trending down quick like all right they, I don't think that they're going to lose the division don't get me wrong they're going to win enough to win the division and I think because so of that ahead. that puts them ahead of of, of but I just uh, see if Miami if Flores. Miami makes a push and makes the playoffs. You can't say that people are going to think of. Uh, so in this play. scenario, you're I, saying Miami's going to make the playoffs. I, they're they're going to make a push. They're going to be teams seven or eight. If they are eight, he's not winning. And if they're seven, ah, it's a tough sell. I think if, they, I if they're know. seven and Buffalo's three, I think you get Flores. I, I I tend to disagree. I tend to disagree. But that's okay. And that was start, bench, cut. We would love to hear all of your answers. Well, read them because we can't hear you because you're far away and we're here. So write them, comments on the social medias, comment on the... Ask us, we can answer yours. Yeah, if you... Please, yes, send us your start, bench, cuts. Be specific. Like, let us know exactly what we're dealing with here. And we will happily give you our expertise Moving on to our two favorite segments that we do every week. Every week we list our top five teams and our bottom three teams, and we call it top to bottom. You start. Bottom. Is there is tell me what your bottom is. Go ahead. I'm gonna start with the Chargers. At thirty? At thirty. I <sighs> think the Giants played themselves out of the basement. Just the way that they looked, they looked Decent against Tampa Bay. They didn't look like one of the worst teams in the NFL. I I wanted with all of my heart and soul, with everything that I am. I just I I don't think any other team played bad enough. 
I to, think to drop. No, but but the loss that the Chargers had to Denver. Hey, listen, they they are the they're the new so Falcons. Bad. They're the new Falcons. They it was keep so bad. It. And Justin Herbert is a, a rookie of the year candidate. Like he's playing great. I feel for, like his coaching is. is is killing him. Yeah. No, I I think I have them twenty nine. Uh, 28, somewhere in that range, but I still... My bottom three, just spoiler alert, it's the same as last week. There, there's no change. Uh, I waited a long time before putting the Giants at 30, um, but they, they lost. They lost, and Daniel Jones didn't look good doing it, and it was hard for me to convince you myself what, you say to that, put him out there. You say that, yes, he's the one that lost the game with the turnovers. But he's also the one that led him to that possible game tying drive. Uh, sure, like he. Looked, but we wouldn't have been in that position if he hadn't turned know, the damn ball over. I know. I know. It's one of those you kind of got to kind of look at both sides of the and, coin. And if you look at it objectively, he didn't play great. He didn't play very well. Yeah, I he just, missed receivers left and right. He overthrew receivers, which didn't think that was possible. Yeah, but I think a comeback loss to Tampa Bay looks a lot better than a comeback loss to Denver. Sure, and that's, I guess. that's kind of the way I was looking at it. Plus, with the recent history, like the Giants haven't looked horrible. The Chargers have. I, I like I said, I got the Chargers right outside the the bottom three. Uh, at thirty one, I have Dallas. Yeah, and, and thirty two is the Jets. Yeah, right? Dallas looks like they've just given up. It's, They're done. It's brutal. It's yeah. absolutely brutal. Mike so, McCarthy should not be coaching that team. It's a it's, horrible fit. Dak you think Pre- he's done at the end of the season? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jerry's not going to deal with this. There's a chance Mike and. Gase yeah, is probably yeah. done in, in, for the Jets. Yeah. What what more can we say about the Jets? And, and they're terrible. It, it, you know, everybody was like, "I can't believe that he kept in Kellen Moore." As the, as the, yep. you know, they were surprised because Kellen Moore had potential, and it's just shown to me that's horrible too. Like, did Kellen Moore give up on Mike McCarthy? The the whole the, the whole it's I don't know what even to say. They they're just they're so yeah. And and it's and it's hard to imagine with all the talent they had on that on well, that offense. And it's, it's really it's hard. It's crazy to think about because if it's not the team giving up on Mike McCarthy, then what, then what is, is it? It's Jerry telling the Cowboys exactly what I told you: we're going to tank Whoosh. for Trevor. It's one Whoosh. of the two. I, I I don't know, I don't know, but they're bad, and the Jets are worse, and. Like we we're a broken record with the Jets, right? Yeah, yeah it's the Jets they're, are the Jets. They they're horrible. Be. Yes, it was the Chiefs, but it they're, doesn't matter. The Jets are one of the worst teams we've ever seen. Top five, number five, New Orleans. Whoa, yeah, New Orleans making a push. Yeah, I, they looked good. Um, plus Michael Thomas is supposed to be coming back. Gosh, I hope so, right? And but they've been learning. Like Alvin Kamara is his, is playing really, uh, really he's, good. He's football. in the MVP race too. He should be. In all honesty, uh, Drew Brees is, is not having his best of years, but he's having enough of a year. And that defense is getting the ball at least turnovers, which is is they're going to give up points. It's just the way New Orleans plays. But as long as they can get a turnover here or there, they're they're fine. So I, I got New Orleans up there. They they have a good record, and you, you got to kind of have some faith in Drew Brees. So I can't disagree with anything you just said, mm-hmm. but much like I just said with the Giants not quite playing their way out of it, I don't think the Ravens have quite played their way out of the top five. I have them at five. I, I have them at six. I, I had them at two. They They lost to the Steelers. They didn't look great doing it, but they – they did outplay the Steelers yeah, yeah. in that game, so I kept them in my five. 
I, and, and I can't blame you for that. I'd, I'd have them at a very close six. That, that's fine. And and if you made me go six, I probably have New Orleans somewhere mm. in that six, seven, eight range. Um, it's hard to say without you know without knowing how Michael Thomas is gonna punch his way. I mean, get his way back into the uh, the fray. Um, but I, I the Ravens didn't quite fall out of the okay. top five for me yet. All right, uh, four. I got the Buccaneers. Me too. I just. And I had they, them at three. I was a little stressed at them because of the Giants situation. I know I, I know I had them at two last week, I believe. So yep. they dropped a little bit simply because of how they played against the Giants. But, I mean, they're still one of the best teams in the league. I thought it was important to acknowledge that they won that game. Yeah. They came from behind, as you said, and won that game. Yep. But. If they're as good as they're supposed to be, I can't imagine them it being in that situation. It was supposed to be more than a ten and a half point victory. That's why yeah. they dropped from it. Yeah, I have them at four as well. So three, Seattle. Me too. Me too. I have them at five. I have them up at three. Everything we said. Yeah. Russ is the MVP right now. The defense just got immediately defense got better. better. With Dunlap and Adams yep. coming off of injury. Yep. It, it, there's not really much more to say to Seattle. Like it's between them, Tampa, and New Orleans for the NFC. Like the the rest of the teams are just a step below them. And of those three, Seattle is is the best. Now I think is where the conversation nope changes. I don't think it does. Who's number two? Pittsburgh. Me too. Look at that. Is this the first time? Nope. No. We had five different. Yeah. We had five different. Damn. I have Pittsburgh too. I. I said during that game against Baltimore that if they if they do really well and win that game, it's going to be hard not to give them number one. Yeah. As I've been saying all episode long, they didn't play that well. The defense did great and stopped Baltimore. I'll admit that, but the rest, the offense was eh, wasn't great. It, it, was, it was good enough. It wasn't enough to push them over the top. No. Now I will say they closed the gap. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, they definitely closed the gap. They are a solid number two. I had them four last week, no. so I'm giving them the credit they deserve, pulling them up to two. I know a lot of other people have them as number one in their power rankings or however, whatever they call their rankings. I, both you and I agree they're not there, and the Chiefs are a clear-cut number one. So the reason that I have the Steelers number two is, yes, they, they beat the, the Ravens. The Ravens, like They're 7-0. The Ravens outplayed them. Yes. But... You also have to take into consideration, like we said, they just had three really good games against three of three, the, the They had three wins. Yeah, they had three wins against three really good teams. Right. They didn't have really good games okay, right, against right. three really good teams. They won the games. So we're giving them the credit they deserve, yeah. but they have not. They have not. Like, like, the Chiefs blew out the Ravens. The, the Chiefs look like, and we've said it all year. They're the best with team the in football. With the exception of that one game against the Raiders, which I think the weather had a lot to do sure. with. Sure. And you're allowed to have a down yeah, week. They, but the Steelers haven't looked dominant as a number one team. Yes, they're the only undefeated yeah. team. Yes. Half their schedule has was, been was cupcakes. Yeah, and this rough. upcoming week is no different when they go to Dallas. Yeah. So I don't know that. Short of the Chiefs losing and the Seahawks losing, I don't know that the Steelers can make it to one. If they even if they beat Cowboys by twenty five, yeah, no, and the right. Chiefs win. Well, I, I, and I look at it just as, with these two teams right now. I I put it in a vacuum. I put it in a bubble. Yeah, and it looks like the Chiefs would blow out the Steelers by by fourteen. 
the Chiefs have the have the Panthers this week. Steelers have the the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I might even be on that. I like, feel like I'm, I'm I feel look, like it's. I'm looking like if you head put, to head, if you put them head to head right now. Oh, they put up forty. The Chiefs would they put at, up at least win by two touchdowns. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I I think right now I would agree with you 100. percent So, quick recap. Uh, bottom three, we you have uh, Chargers, Chargers, Cowboys, Cowboys Jets. Jets. I have Giants, Cowboys, Jets. Yep. With a with a big gap. I, I think the gap is actually now. A, there's two gaps there between 30 and 31, and then a big gap yeah. between 31 and 32. Yeah. Top five going five to one. I have Ravens, Bucks, Seahawks, Steelers, Chiefs. You I have Saints, Bucks, Seahawks, Steelers, Chiefs, and that is top to five. We'd love to hear yours, much like. The start bench cuts, and we ask every week. Put yours on our on our comments. Uh, comment on ours. Let us know what you think. On our top to bottom. Also, every week, in addition to our top to bottom, we do. I've what... been dreading this all week. <laughs> we do our five bets. We pick five games against the spread, known as the fist bump five. Now. We're just going to own it. All season long, we have been making you money. We had our first, uh, we'll call it a little bad. We'll call it less than stellar week. This is, I mean, I had a pretty, as a team, (laughs) as a team, this is our first losing week. This is also my first individual losing week. And. The, the I got the first winless week. The yes. rare, the I rare over. I did it, mom. <laughs> Gio went o for five, losing on all five of his picks: Panthers, Bills, Packers, Titans. There were so the many underdog victories last week. So many. I went two for three. Uh, Raiders and Colts won it for me. Packers, Saints, and Chargers lost it. I remember saying this on our Monday Night Football halftime show. I was screaming for uh, Sean Payton to go for the touchdown in overtime because that would have been the cover, but he's been doing this longer than I have and could care less about the fist bump five, I would assume. So he did not. He kicked the field goal. They won by three. So not good. I would have gone for it. We of course we look to bounce back this week. I uh, looking at our updated records overall for the season. You are you dropped twenty eighteen and two. Still a winning record. Still fifty three percent. I snuck down to twenty five thirteen and two with a sixty five percent win percentage combined. We are forty five thirty one and four at fifty nine percent overall we've still made you money all season you're welcome i so not only (laughs) did you but i I guess i still have the honors don't i yeah (laughs) i remember regardless of what you did this week you couldn't beat me i i couldn't lose to you i couldn't lose you i no matter what i did i would have the honors from last week so i have it again this week i'm gonna i'm gonna go to indianapolis for the first game the ravens are giving two and a half points to the colts I am giving those points. I'm taking the Ravens. Uh, I feel like this is a, and we talked about it earlier in the episode, this is a bounce-back game opportunity for Baltimore. I think Lamar is going to try to impose his will. Uh, you're going to see some decent running out of him, maybe a couple of touchdowns on the ground, a couple in the air. He, I think he's going to flex, and he's he's pissed off. 
He's mad about that loss. He feels he's. We see in the press he he's put the loss to the Steelers on him, and I think he's going to put this game on him. Hopefully, not too much pressure and have him crack. But I'm going to take the Ravens, and I'm going to give the two and a half points at the Indianapolis Colts. What say you? I, well, I mean, as far as that pick goes, I I don't know if I'd go with the Ravens. Yeah, I think Indiana's out to prove that they are one of the better teams in Indianapolis. In the, I did say Indianapolis. You said Indiana. <laughs> the Pacers are going to put up crazy points on the Ravens. No, I, 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 I'm I, putting my faith in Lamar. I'm the, putting my faith in him. I don't know if I would with that defense. That close defense is really good. I understand. And if any middle linebacker is going to keep up with Lamar Jackson, it's Darius Leonard. Fair enough. So I just think that it's you it's, went over five. So I'm not sure I yeah. would go with what you said. So right now your first pick. Go ahead. My first pick is the Lions at a plus four. In Minnesota, I'm taking the Lions. Interesting. I just think that it, the Lions have, have been doing really well. They are one of our teams to fear. They had a bad game last week. This is a bounce back game. Minnesota, I think that they've just given up. I mean, there were well, they for, just they just took it to Green Bay. Dalvin Cook went for four billion yeah, yards and twenty seven touchdowns this past week. I just don't think you can fact check me on that. I don't think he's going to be able to do it again. It's it's going to be hard to do it again. It's going to be hard to do it again, especially you know that that Lions defense is their their offense isn't that great. The defense has been what's had to step up. So funny story. I agree with everything you just said, and that is my second pick: the Lions plus four at the Minnesota Vikings for every every all the reasons you just said. I think uh, I I think the Vikings might win the game. But the Lions will keep the, it close. The Vikings might win it, but I don't see them winning. No, I, I can yet. see it late. Yeah. I, I, I also, if you made me say it, probably a low-scoring game. Yeah. If, yeah. if you made me say it, but I, I don't you know, don't quote me on that. But I, I also have the Lions plus four. You're up. Uh, I'm going to Atlanta. The Falcons are four-point favorites at, uh, with Denver visiting. Okay. I'm taking Denver. Denver minus four. Yeah. Why? Well, Denver plus four. That's what I said. I, I just the the Falcons. They had their bounce back game last week, and I think that that game might have been like an adrenaline dump for them. They're not going to come out okay. on this game like really on fire like they should be. And the Broncos after that win in L.A. I mean, it was a great comeback game, and now they got the Falcons. It, it's just kind of one of those things that you just feel it's about to happen. Okay, and. If the Broncos are going to win, I think it's going to be come back for a late touchdown after a field goal by Atlanta. It's just the way that it just it feels like it's going to happen. So I think they're going to win by four. That, so that's a push. I know, but I can't go for a push. So, so I'm going to give them. I'm going to give the Broncos the benefit of the doubt. So you're taking Denver plus four. Yeah. Even though you think Falcons are going to win by four. Makes perfect. No, it makes perfect sense. I, no, 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 no. I said the Broncos are going to win by four. So you think the Broncos are going to win outright? Yes. Because the Falcons are favored to win by four. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. <laughs> but you're picking Denver plus four. I think Denver's going to win. Okay. I'm very confused by what you're doing here. <laughs> um, I, I. This was one of the games I was looking at, but. I, I stayed away from the Falcons. What is it? Uh, two weeks ago? No, last yeah. week. It was last week. One of your one of your. It, it got confusing because of all the losses last week 
that we had. I yeah. couldn't figure out which one we were talking about. Uh, Falcons make me nervous. Denver is so up and down. I don't know what to think about what they can do. So I stayed away. Uh, next one, going to Tennessee. Okay. Tennessee Titans are hosting the Chicago Bears and are five and a half point favorites at last check. And I am updating that as we speak. And I just moved to six. Oof, that changes it. Nope, I'm sticking with it. I am taking Tennessee minus the six, though I am not as confident as I was before. I'm going to stick no. with my gut. I think the Tennessee could win this by 10. I mean, that's a good pick. It's good. Pick. I, I got Tennessee minus six, yeah. home to the Bears. You're up. I'm going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. The, the Jaguars are going to host the Texans. And the Jaguar or the Texans are seven point favorites. That is correct. Taking Jacksonville. You got Jacksonville plus seven. I think Houston just they're they're spent for the season. I, I think that if they could have gotten rid of everybody, they would have. Um and I think the Jaguars, even though they don't have Minshew anymore, or at least for another foreseeable future. Yep. Uh it's gonna be a low scoring game. And low scoring games don't do well for for spreads like that. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to take the Jaguars to cover. So I, if I'm not mistaken, they're both coming off a buy. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're both coming off a buy, which yep. is why I ran from this game. I it, it made me nervous. I didn't know. I, I I you don't know. Like they're both rested. They're both. No. It just it just made me nervous, and I didn't want anything to do with it. So I, I stayed away. And the next one, I'm going to Buffalo. Okay. The Buffalo Bills are hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. And it's a three-point spread. Yeah. And that isn't enough. I got Seattle. I think Seattle's going to win this pretty easily. Their defense got better, and their offense is insanely good right now. Russ is just going to keep it going against the Bills. I don't know what the weather forecast is looking well, like. Well, and that's that's what I'm thinking is we both know upstate New York this time of year. Yep. So I, I don't know what the weather forecast is, yeah. so that's fair. Uh, but I don't think it matters. I think we're going to see throughout the rest of this season that Seattle's still going to chuck the ball all over the place. Uh, I don't see. I think that really depends on the wind. I sure, because really, like if if it's a big you know a headwind going against Seattle for the first half. So looking at it, it's going to be sunny, sixty-five degrees with five mile an hour winds. All right, never mind. Seattle's running away with this game. Uh, three three points. Yeah, I, I got Seattle minus three at the Bills. All right, I'm going to L.A. where the Raiders are visiting. The Raiders and the Chargers are one and a half point favorites. Chargers are one and a half point favorites at home. Yep, and I'm taking the Raiders. The Raiders. I think they're going to just blow the Chargers out of the water. Really? Yeah. Uh, just so you know, it changed. It did. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's no way that it went to any. What it went to one or two. It's a pick'em. Oh, yeah. There is no. It is zero. It is a pick'em game. So now you just got to pick the winner. Give me the Raiders. You got the Raiders. Pick them. Yeah. As of right now. In L.A. at the Chargers. I tend to agree with you on that one. I did not pick it, but I, 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 
if so, it's just as simple as picking who's going to win the game, and the Chargers have not shown the ability to close out games. Yeah, they just haven't. Yeah, Arizona, four and a half point favorites at home to the Miami Dolphins. I don't care how scary those Miami Dolphins are. I don't care. They are not going to be able to do what they just did to the Rams, to the Cardinals. Kyler Murray is far more mobile, and he has better receivers. Better re- like it, no, yeah, yeah, no I, 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 I don't, I don't see them being able to do that. And if the point spread is still the same, because we're updating it, is four and a half points. It is four and a half points, and I'm taking the Cardinals minus four and a half at home to the Dolphins. All right, and I'm going uh, with my last pick, going to Tampa. Tampa. The Saints are going to come in town. They're five and a half point underdogs. They are five even. Five even now. Tampa is five point favorites. That's oh, a half that, a point against what point. I think your pick is. Oh, that half point changes it so it much. Does. It does. Oh. We got the Saints plus five or Tampa minus five. Oh, man. I, th- I have to switch to Tampa. For a half a point. For a half a point. You guys heard it here. The yeah. Bucks minus five versus the Saints. I disagree yeah. with you. Because that half point, it, it gives me five or six. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Yeah, going straight to five. Doesn't, yeah, Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. I, I disagree. I think the Saints are going to win that game. Uh, and I think they can win it by a touchdown. Okay. So I mean, it, 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 it's... It's quite possible. Look, the Saints are not a bad team. I, I would, I would expect them to keep it within one but score. I just think Tampa's on a mission right now. Well, we'll see. Recap of your your five. Go. I've got the Lions, the Bronco, oh, the Lions over the Vikings, the Broncos over the Falcons, the Tex, uh, Jaguars over the Texans, the Raiders over the Chargers, and the Saints over the Bucks. You mean the Bucks over the Saints? Because you Bucks just switched over the Saints. I switched it. I have the Ravens minus two and a half. The Lions plus four. The Titans minus six, the Seahawks minus three, and the Cardinals minus four and a half. I I can't. It's becoming a trend. I've been picking a lot of favorites, which I don't normally do, but it's just working out that way. And those are your fist bump five, and that'll do it for episode thirty three of the Fist Bump Boys. If I'm not mistaken, we're getting we up there. are getting up there. Thank you so much for joining us, all of our faithful fans. Check us out on all the social medias, like we've been saying all episode. Share us, share with us your your star bench cuts, your top to bottoms, your fist bump fives. Put it on the social medias. You can catch us on all of them at the Fist Bump Boys. Check us out on the website. We've got pictures, articles, all the episodes are there. Hit it up. www.thefistbumpboys.com. Like. Subscribe, review, share. Let's spread the love. We say it every time. Keep it going. Give the gift of us. The gift of us. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next week as well as Monday Night Football as per the huge during the halftime of the Monday Night Game. Catch us uh, live on the gram. Once again, at the Fist Bump Boys. And we will catch you next week on episode 34 of the Fist Bump Boys. Thank you very much. Ooh.